We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. By Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. National Weather Service issuing winter storm warnings and watches for western Montana, northwestern Wyoming, and the Idaho panhandle through tomorrow. Meteorologist Leanne Allegretto says a massive early season snowstorm likely to bring outages and road closures across Montana and parts of Idaho. All of our trees still have all of their leaves. So when we see this type of heavy, wet snow so early in the season, we are concerned about, you know, fallen trees, down power lines, those sorts of things, j- just because of the timing of the system. Senior administration official acknowledging the rough transcript of the president's July 25th phone conversation with Ukraine's president was moved to a highly classified system at the direction of attorneys. President Trump has argued that the call was perfect, appropriate, and very legal. And this is SRN News. We're facing culture attacks, both beyond and within our borders. Now is the time to rise up to protect our conservative values. On Tuesday the 22nd, Elder and Prager team up for the War for America's Soul Tour at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington. VIP tickets are already sold out, so reserve your seats before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. Hour two of the Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is right around the corner. And if you want to listen to Mitch but you're not in the car, download the AM 1280 The Patriot mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs like the Nard with faster loading times, more social media links, and much more. Stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere you are. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Sunny high of 62 tonight, chance of showers, a low of 50. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, going on its 18th straight year of doing anything I want it to do, saying everything I want it to say, mostly Minnesota politics, some national politics, a lot of history, fair amount of music. By the way, last week celebrating Bruce Springsteen's 70th birthday. Normally, I would have made either last week or this week a all Springsteen show, but because of a licensing squabble between our corporate owners and the licensing agency for Springsteen and many, many, many other artists that you don't hear on this station anymore, I couldn't. So all I can say is happy birthday, Bruce Springsteen. I had a a long series of posts this last week on why Bruce Springsteen's music should matter to conservatives 
And in fact, uh, I referred back to a series of 12 or 13 articles I wrote on my blog back in 2012 about why Bruce Springsteen is, in fact, while he is a naive pseudo-socialist progressive in his personal life and his personal politics, the music he wrote at his best, and by at his best, I mean during the three albums we call The Holy Trinity, Born to Run, Darkness Into Town, The River, and his other best albums, Tunnel of Love, Nebraska, The Rising, a few others, are some are music that resonate with conservatives for a lot of real good reasons and, in fact, are some of the best conservative music you will find. Something that I was gratified to see him confirm in his uh, Broadway show when basically he admitted, with equal parts joy and, and chagrin, that most of his catalog is, quote, a fake. It wasn't him. It was written about his father. Douglas Springsteen, a guy who toiled away in the factories for decades, uh, and his mother, uh, his mother Adele Springsteen, who toiled away as a secretary for decades trying to keep their three kids fed and a roof over everyone's heads and basically covering the basics. And while they may or may not have voted Republican, it's a series of stories documented in 45 years of amazing music, mostly, especially at its best. The, the six, seven albums I just listed uh, chronicles an America that conservatives identify with. So who cares about his personal politics? Ann Althaus said it really well when she said, while a great artist like a Bob Dylan or a Picasso will mouth a lot of naive progressive platitudes, the life of an artist is fundamentally a conservative action. It's very much a matter of personal risk and personal accountability. And Bruce Springsteen, who just turned 70, at his best, and not all of his music is his best, but at his best, it's as good a chronicle of conservative America as you will ever find, much to his chagrin. I mean, uh, Charles Cook, I believe it was, in National Review a few months ago, made a really good, no, Ryan Smith, sorry, Ryan Smith, had a great piece about how Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen's anthem from 1984 had a disproportionate role in helping Ronald Reagan to his landslide in 1984. And people on the left say, hey, it was a critical song about Vietnam, not patriotic at all. Yeah, we know it. We know it. But here's the deal. Artists don't control how their art is received, how people perceive it. And, you know... That song, while it had a very, very critical message in it, a very, very appropriate critical message in it, got got heard and consumed as a conservative anthem for a reason. Because for all of the woe-begone uh, tale in the story of the embittered veteran about whom the song is written, it ends up, what is he? He's a cool rockin' daddy in the USA, just like we all were back then. It's what... One Ronald Reagan, 49 states. Not all by itself, but it helped. <laughs> and Bruce Springsteen has spent the, has spent the last four, uh, 35 years trying to take that song back, re re-recording it as a Delta Blues song and trying to push the bitterness uh, as opposed to the anthemic nature. Hasn't worked. <laughs> it's still right there. Uh, 651-289-4488. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, as we were uh, in the first hour, uh, if if nothing else, Donald Trump, one of the reasons I have to support Donald Trump is he's bringing out the inner id 
of the modern American left. And when I say the modern American left, nothing better exemplifies the modern American big left than the government of Minnesota's great one-party autocracy, the metro area, including Minneapolis, governed by Mayor Jacob Fry. And so with the announcement this past week that Donald Trump would be doing, the, excuse me, President Trump would be doing a rally in Minneapolis uh, coming up in October, about which more next week, it was an interesting question, being able to see in living color the shelf life of Jacob Fry's idealism. What kind of shelf life does his idealism have? Mayor Fry, 2017, takeaway. Well, I'll just quote from the strip. There's often a deviation of strategy in getting there, and that's okay. We, we need to stop villainizing one another over slight differences of strategy and policy. You want to disagree? Go for it. That's great. But the villainizing and the personal attacks, they're counterproductive and will have no place in my administration. There's been a real push to divide and conquer. I'm biased. Who isn't? But I think I've borne the brunt of it. The mayor has too. He's talking about the prior mayor, uh, Betsy Hodges. Everybody, it's got to stop. It's really been nasty. Two years ago. Mayor Jacob Fry this past week. Oh, by the way, the takeaway from his 2017 tribalism is bad. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) Mayor Fry, 2019. Officials in Minneapolis were quick to blast Trump's visit, quoting the Star Tribune here again. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry said that while he would typically welcome a visit from a sitting president, orange man bad. No, no, he didn't say that. But he did say Trump's, quote, actions have been reprehensible and his rhetoric has made it clear he does not value the perspectives or rights of Minneapolis's diverse communities. Quote, Our entire city will stand not behind the president, but behind the communities and people who continue to make our city and this country great, Fry said. While there is no legal mechanism to prevent the president from visiting, his message of hatred will never be welcome in Minneapolis. Uh, By the way, message sub rosa underneath it all. Welcome Antifa. (laughs) Have at it. Have at those Republicans out in the street. Minneapolis Police Department may or may not care or be directed to care. So, message, by the way, from 2019. Well, 2017 message, tribalism bad. 2019 message, get off my, well, our city-run lawn, peasants, deplorables. The Minnesota DFL, of whom Jacob Fry is one of the leading figures as the mayor of this city's largest state and hence candidate for, quote, higher, end quote, office, Congress, Senate, God help us, governor someday, they are willing to try to to shade back the tribalism and be inclusive with the right people. Not with the opponents they actually have, of course. Just the imaginary other people that Laurie Sturdivant keeps seeing uh, wandering around the halls in Minneapolis. The, 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 the good Republicans who 
nonetheless turn around and vote for all Democrat policies. You see, they're all fine with dissent as long as it's the nice, tame, friendly dissent that can't affect their power. That's Jacob Fry. So when you hear the elites of the progressive movement start jabbering about tribalism, just remember that they are doing this from the perspective in places like Minneapolis and St. Paul and the first tier and a half of suburbs, they are talking about tribalism from within the safe, comfortable bounds of a tribe. 651-289-4488. Join me if you'd like. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's Northern Alliance Radio Network show. We're, we're out here for everybody. Uh, now, something I've been talking about for a while that I want to touch on here for the next segment or two has been kind of getting me a bit exercised lately. I've gotten into some social media kerfuffles with some people I don't consider stupid. I don't consider depraved. Hence, they're not Twin Cities former lefty bloggers. I, I don't consider to be bad people. They may be, well, I don't like to use the term liberal because, quite frankly, I am a liberal in the classic sense of the term. I, I mean, given the Given, given the line between individuals and society, I'm all about the individual. The individual's nobility, rights, dignity, autonomy as a human being. That's, in the great scheme of human history, liberalism. And in modern American terms, that's libertarian conservatism. Ding, ding, ding. That's me. Conservatism with some libertarian traits but who realizes that without some kind of constructive shared interest in order, liberty uh, is pointless. Without enough order to sustain prosperity, liberty is meaningless. Because liberty, when you have nothing and are struggling to survive, is both academic and probably ephemeral because when you are struggling to survive, you'll grab onto anyone who promises to make survival easier, even a strong man. Hence, why we had the likes of Mussolini and Hitler and Mao Zedong and the entire Bolshevik movement that became the communists. All of them started out, or at least featured an element of reaching out to people who needed a life ring. Uh, Hugo Chavez in, in, in Venezuela, great example. If you're poor and down on your luck, join us. You'll be showered with goodies. You'll be showered with the gift of subsistence. And if you're a poor Venezuelan, that's nothing to sneeze at. Well, now if you have a sneeze, you can't afford to get anything to treat it in Venezuela. And that's part of the point here. Conservatism is about the tension between order and liberty. You need one to have the other. You can't have one without a judicious amount of the other. What is judicious at any given point in time? Well, there's the great argument. Hence, participatory democracy is not for the faint of heart or feeble of mind. It's just not that easy. Anyway. I mean, the ideal is easy. The practice, not so much. And our founding fathers, being fundamentally smarter than pretty much anyone alive today, knew this. And 
gave us a gift that I don't think of a lot of Americans have the luxury of having had the education to learn yet. I'm going to try and lay down some education when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. There was a girl I used to know. She dealt my love a savage blow. I was so young, too blind to see. But anyway, that's history. I say history never repeats. I tell myself. Hey, honey. Now that the kids are back to college, I think it's time we replace the carpeting in the living room. Yeah, we're overdue. What if we went with hardwood instead? It just looks so nice. Lasts forever. You know, Jan from work was just telling me about Serenity Home Interiors. She said they just had their kitchen done. New hardwood replaced the cabinets and countertops. She's been absolutely giddy about it the last couple of weeks. She's been raving about how massive Serenity's showroom is, how nice the people are over there, and how they handled the entire project for them start to finish. She said they'll even come out to your house for a free consultation. Huh. I like the sound of that. You want to go check out the showroom then, get some ideas? Great, but I'm still thinking carpet over hardwood. (laughs) Well, let's go take a look at the options. Have them swing by with some samples then. Call Serenity Home Interiors today, 952-303-4033, or go to shi-nn.com. That's shi-nn.com. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-472-1494. 800-472-1494. That's 800-472-1494. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc., And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best $19.95 you will have spent. That's the quick start. ReliefFactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget NDSU football on Business 1440. Bison are back and they mean business. And what they mean is... Oh, yeah, catch all the action. 
of the Bison, America's team on our sister station, Business 1440. Last year, the Herd went undefeated and picked up a record seventh FCS championship over eight seasons. See the full schedule and stream the games at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Green and Gold Herd on its way to number eight. Wish I wasn't on the air during most of the games. I did not go to North Dakota State, by the way, but I think everyone who uh, came from the Flickertail State has adopted them as their official team. When I'm not, of course, supporting America's professional team, the Chicago Bears. 651-289-4488. By the way, this is the year uh, Chicago's going all the way downtown. And I should say, I should point out here, by the way, kudos to the Minnesota Twins for clinching their division. Uh, the American Central this this uh, this uh, this past week, Berg's I believe fourth law uh, is is rather clear on this sort of issue, and uh, the law reads words to the effect of any Twin Cities sports team, any Minnesota sports team, will have a good chance of going all the way until the Twin Cities media starts believing they have a chance of going all the way at which point the season will fall irredeemably apart. And we've seen this over and over and over again over the last 28 years since the last time a non-WNBA team contended for anything here in the Twin Cities. I, by the way, I think women's sports are exempted from uh, from that particular installment of Berg's Law. But the uh, so, so being that I'm a good Scandinavian, upper Midwestern, small-town fella, Basically, a Garrison Keeler cliche come to life. I am going to do my civic duty and express my skepticism about the twins. And I'm going to do it all for all of you and for the twins. Boy, those Yankees are looking tough. I don't know how they're going to get by them. Because naturally, it is all about me. 651-289-4488, the number to call, uh, should you care to join us. And I hope you will. I'm also found on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, N-A-R-N Show. I, I've, this, I'm just going to talk about something that reflects on a conversation I've been having with a, a fair number of progressives lately. Progressives who, as I pointed out before the break, I have no reason to doubt their intelligence the well meaningless uh, well meaningfulness of their ideas or their uh, morality for the most part but yet they support some policies that i have to disagree with and it goes back to well let's let's just go right into this here i mean when when the 13 original colonies originally obtained their freedom from Great Britain, they became 13 separate independent countries loosely tied together. Think almost like NATO. NATO isn't a national government. It's basically a, a, a organization of countries that have a common goal, defending it in the 1950s through the 1980s, defending against Soviet aggression. It worked. Uh, the original 13 colonies, 13 states, in the full dictionary sense of the term, 13 independent nations, were loosely affiliated as a confederation. The Articles of Confederation were basically about as binding as the NATO Charter in many respects. Certainly not as binding as the EU Charter, the European Union. 
And for a variety of reasons, it was found to be unworkable and, and untenable. And for one reason or another, the, they opted to move to a more federalized, slightly more centralized constitution. And so in 1789, the several states, independent nations of a sort, joined forces to become the, well, United States. Individual states that were united by signing a contract with one another. Now, in this contract, they agreed to certain terms as befits contracts. That's what contracts are, saying Party A and Party B, etc., agree to certain terms under which thing, business will be carried on in the future. I've signed contracts with employers that say I will provide product, they will provide me money. Long as both sides continue to provide their 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 side of the contract, everything's happy. Everybody's happy. And by the way, if one side falls short, there's legal remedies and relief involved. <laughs> Lawyers, courts. So there is a legal interest in holding up your end of the contract and making sure the other side holds up their end. In this contract, we call it the United States Constitution, these states and the people who made them up gave control of certain issues that, for whatever reasons, the states didn't handle as efficiently and effectively as the states to a central national government. And those issues originally, for the first probably 150 years of this, uh, 140 years of this democracy, were fairly limited. National defense, and even there, there was a lot of state control including state control over most of the military up until 1900 or so. Uh, federal courts, some aspects of customs and imports and tariffs to some extent. Very minimal federal taxes, most of it excise taxes on alcohol up until about 1918, which, by the way, paid for a good third of the federal budget, including the rather small at the time U.S. military. And the rest of it was under the terms of the contract reserved to the states and the people. Wasn't especially controversial. Under the terms of the contract, each of the three parties, the federal government, the several states, and the people had enumerated powers and a recognition of rights that went above and beyond the powers of any level of government. The Bill of Rights uh, spelled them out in as many words. The feds had some powers, the states had some more, the people had all the rest. Now, as part of that contract, the central government had checks and balances placed upon it. The power of the chief executive in their branch was limited. Appropriations were handled by the House, foreign treaties were handled by the Senate. Interpreting the Constitution was the job of the Supreme Court. Uh, and each of those branches, through the various checks and balances they had available to them, could constrain the activities of the other branches within reason. And the reason, by the way, is reason that is imposed by the political system and elections that come up every two to six years. In other words, each of the four different parties, the president and his executive branch, both chambers of Congress and the Supreme Court, had the power to enforce the contract. The lower chamber would be directly elected. In other words, the more population a state had, the more representatives they'd send to the Congress. Hence, today, California has 45 congresspeople, 43 of them idiots. But ugh, I digress. 
North Dakota has one. In contrast, the upper chamber would represent states, not a direct nose kind of the population. So California and North Dakota equally represented in the Senate. So nobody gets log rolled. The chief executive would be chosen by a system that would pare back a little of the power of the more populous areas. And the whole system was built on this idea that the chief executive, who is an important, powerful position, nonetheless would not be a winner-take-all proposition as far as government power goes. Because the small states wouldn't lose because they had the Senate to temper the passions of the mob. And larger population centers weren't disenfranchised because the combination of a directly elected house that reflects numbers and a president that most of the time is directly reflects the, 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 the majority vote. There have been some exceptions in recent years throughout history would counterbalance and counter counterbalance each other. So as to create the effect that you weren't just voting for a president. You were, if you think about it, if you're smart enough to follow this, you're voting for a complete package at the federal level. When you vote, you're voting for a choice for president, a choice for Senate that, if you're in a smaller state, gives you a little more power, a choice for a congressional House representative that gives you more power in a bigger state. And between the three... It all kind of evens out. And that was the system that made this country what it is. For better, for worse, I happen to think vastly more better than most cases. But lately, though, and this is hardly the first time, even as long as I've been active in politics, although the dumb power of raw numbers seems to be making it more prominent, there are those talking about making the country more representative. Oh, yeah. They propose eliminating the Electoral College, uh, making the president a popular vote election, cutting back the power of the Senate, or worse, making it a popularly elected body just like Minnesota's, and adding term limits to the Supreme Court, or giving the president more leeway for packing it, changing its composition. I want to talk about the consequences of these ideas when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot, go nowhere. I'll be right back. Please go away A girl has found another And gone away With her went my future My life is filled with gloom So day after day I stay locked up We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. 
terrorism, racial jihad, nuclear instability, the United States faces these and many other global dangers every day. And while it may seem like these international threats are beyond our borders, we face greater risks against the Constitution and the rule of law right here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, using race to divide, social infighting, these and other dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life from the inside. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to continue the fight for America's ideals. Join me, Dennis Prager, for an event to help give you an intelligent answer to attacks from the left. Join us at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington on the 22nd. VIP tickets are already sold out, and preferred seating is filling up fast. Reserve your seats now at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. Hi, I'm Kirby Skurat with 3MAX Results. Have you heard? Our team is doing what other real estate agents and teams aren't doing through our worry-free listing system. We let our sellers be in control with our promise of flexibility and results. And if you're not happy, fire me. I call it the worry-free listing system. My commitment is that you will be happy because we sell our listings for more money and in less time compared to other agents. Our team sells over 400 homes each year. That's over a home a day. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your realtor. I want to put the sellers in control again for a successful home sale with the worry-free listing system. Ready to sell for more money and in less time? Call 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Put the worry-free listing system to work for you. Kirby Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100, 612-444-1100. Start packing. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. Tomorrow, of course, 1 to 3, Brad Carlson joins us here on the Closer edition of the Northern Alliance. Back from assignment. It'll be an interesting fall here. By the way, we got cultural battles going on all over the place, and we at the 1280 are at the front lines. We report accurately. We spark intelligent conversation. We are here to stay. That's why we're looking to honor this year's biggest, baddest, baddest, bestest cultural warrior, a person who's gone above and beyond to positively affect culture pushing our country in a positive direction, and has taken some flack because, as Mike Huckabee put it, they are over the target as a result. Nominate this year's Culture Warrior at am1280thepatriot.com. By the way, I'm not eligible. Thanks for the vote, so everyone. That's Culture Warrior of the Year. Vote at am1280thepatriot.com. I'm looking forward to seeing who wins this time around. This is going to be a great award. 651. I'm so happy they came up with this idea, actually. It's something we need to to recognize and cherish in our society. Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am going to fight today what may be the biggest battle in the cultural war. That is the battle for the future of this American experiment. Now, as I was saying before the break, the Democrats, let's just say the progressives, because the progressives have taken over the Democratic Party, except for Colin Peterson and maybe two or three others, Joe Manchin, perhaps. Uh, progressivism is on the ascendant in the Democrat Party nationwide. 
and it's just getting more and more extreme as we go. And you know that because, of course, they're yapping about the conservatism of the Republican Party, which means uh, they're moving out to the left. Berg's seventh law, again, it's never wrong. Uh, And since they lost the last election, as they lost in 2000, they are suddenly experience a a crisis of faith in the constitutional order in this country. Because you'll find that that's the case when Democrats lose close elections is because the system is unfair. And so they want to eliminate because the second time in 16 years, the Democrats won the popular vote but lost in the Electoral College. Since it kept them from power, it must be eliminated. And so progressives of varying levels of integrity are calling for the elimination of the Electoral College and electing the president by popular vote and making the Senate if a popularly elected body or eliminating it altogether. Because, of course, in Congress today, you have, for the moment, a Democrat majority in the House of Representatives that is finding its efforts to, quote, move forward thwarted by Mitch McConnell and a Senate that is still controlled by the Republicans. So naturally, a Senate that is dominated by smaller states with the full intention of counterbalancing the passions and the log-rolling impulse of the mob is thwarting their ambitions. Now, as I was pointing out before in the first segment of this discussion, the United States is a union because large states like New York and Pennsylvania and South Carolina as of 1789 were able to agree with small states like Georgia and New Hampshire and Vermont to come up with a system that counterbalanced the interests of population areas against the interests of lower population, more rural areas to not be dominated by the the raw numbers of the big city and the populous states. And this led them to a compromise that gave both sides and everyone in between an equal amount of power provided you were willing to exert the mental effort it took to perceive the equality and the power. I mean, someone in New York City, well, they lost the presidential race in theory. I mean, they got a New Yorker in office who basically was a Democrat until 10 years ago. And you've got a congressperson who is part of a large majority in the House. And you have two senators that are part of a significant but beleaguered minority in the Senate. You're, you, you have plenty of power. But you don't have total power. That annoys progressives. Anyway, the states, large and small, joined together under a contract. We call it the Constitution of the United States. And now, as in 2001, Democrats who find themselves denied power because the Constitution didn't give them what they wanted want to change the rules. Or, as it's known in legal terms, changing the terms of the contract. Now, the thing is, these proposed changes to the contract that binds this nation together uh, accompany a lot of less drastic proposals, including various proposals to gut the first, the second, the fourth, the fifth, the ninth, and the tenth amendments, among others. Those are all current events these days, by the way. We talk about this on the show every day, every week, every weekend. And 
for many of these constitutional guarantees, the fact that this nation contracts, the contract that, that is at the heart of this nation's legal system, enforces a sort of gridlock designed to constrain the passions of the dumb masses. And by the way, masses are always dumb. Uh, I mean, there's a wisdom in crowds, but there's also a stupidity in crowds. And, and even crowds acting in their best interests, a simple majority is always a matter of two wolves and a pig deciding whether to have bacon. That's it. So when you talk about abolishing the Electoral College, changing the composition and, and effect and an electoral mechanism of the Senate, changing the makeup and the term limits of the Supreme Court, what you're talking about in legal terms is abrogating the terms of the contract. So I'm just going to propose this to all of you progressives out there. You want to go ahead and abolish the Electoral College or neuter it? You want to turn the Senate into just another representative, a directly representative body like the House, kind of like we have in Minnesota, a deeply stupid system where both the House and the Senate are majority rules organizations based on geographic boundaries, basically giving us two completely redundant majoritarian bodies, more or less. Go ahead. Change the makeup of the Supreme Court. Institute term limits. Change the Electoral College. Make the Senate just another majoritarian uh, rubber stamp. Jam down anything you want in terms of changing the fundamental contract that binds this country. But consider those changes an abrogation of the terms of the contract under which this nation was formed and under which it stay, remains together. The contract that is the basis of our union. Go ahead. Give California, New York, New England, Illinois, the mid-Atlantic states uh, the power they want to form their own parliamentary democracy where 50% plus one of the votes controls 49.999% of the votes with absolute majority rules in all of the worst possible implications of that term. What you'll get, by the way, is the nation being turned into a glorified city government. There are people out there who say, I could see getting rid of the Electoral College, except what that means is that the president will be chosen inevitably by California, New York, Illinois, Florida, Texas, maybe Pennsylvania. That's it. That will, those will be the five or six jurisdictions that control who the president is. And so to campaign for president... Any time spent outside of California, New York, New England, Illinois, the Mid-Atlantic will be wasted. All of your policy proposals relate to those five general areas where all the ele- where enough electoral votes to be elected, uh, you, to, or enough popular votes, rather, to see yourself to election reside. All policy at the presidential level, at the federal level, will revolve around those five areas. California, New York, New England, Illinois, and the Mid-Atlantic. That's it. Nobody else will matter. Talk about taxation without representation. You'll have that. The grounds over which we fought a revolution will be right back here. A government that is ruled by the simple majority is just like, just another glorified city government like Minneapolis or Chicago or Newark or Baltimore or San Francisco or Portland or Seattle or St. Paul 
only with aircraft carriers and federal law enforcement. Gives all the power to all the population areas, makes the less populous areas like your inland empires and southern Illinois and Great Plains and upstate New York's uh, taxed without representation. In other words, serfs, indentured servants, provided they still want to honor the contract. But if you abrogate the terms of any other contract, the terms of your marriage, the terms of your business relationship, the terms of your loan, one or both parties can seek relief. They can take you to court to seek damages for the breach of the contract. They can take you to court to get half of your income and the custody of your kids. They can take you to court to make sure you deliver what you promised to deliver. And in the case of the states that will be victimized and the people who will be rendered powerless by these changes, it's ample grounds to dissolve that which was created by the contract. You can't have one without the other. One party to the contract cannot force a change in contract terms on the other parties without a negotiation. And that negotiation includes the freedom to walk away. You can't do it legally. You can't do it in contract court, in, in, in court, not with any talk of forcing everyone to remain in a contract that's been abrogated, rendered null and void. In other words, you break the contract under which this democracy was formed, then the reason for it to exist is gone. I'm not the one calling for secession. Here. Far from it. It is those who call for changing the contract under which this democracy was constituted that are seceding. It is they who are traitors to this nation's ideal. It is they who are the confederacy of this modern battle over the terms of the contract that built this nation, not us. 651-289-4488, the number to call. If you disagree with me, you get on first. Don't waste time. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. One more segment to go. Go nowhere. From your father's hand that always seemed like a fist Reaching out to make AM 12A, The Patriot. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? 
Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy, too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, Dennis Prager, Larry Elder coming to town October 22nd. Get your tickets at am12athepatriot.com. And when I say get your tickets, normally I would say sign up for your Narn tickets, but I am not uptight at all to say they are all sold out. As normal. The Narn table sold out in like two days, two or three days. This is unprecedented. Right behind Dennis Prager. So get up. Go to am12athepatriot.com and grab your tickets. Also, want to lose your mind in Stillwater Talk City tonight. My band Elephant in the Room playing out at the Stillwater Lounge and Lanes. There's Stillwater Bowl and Lounge. Stillwater Bowling Alley is just south of 36. About a mile east of Greeley. I'll post directions at shotinthedark.info tonight. 8 o'clock till 12. Don't drink, don't smoke, but come out and enjoy those edge of the metro prices. And my band, Elephant in the Room, will be playing all night. Join us and... Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time tonight. You, you hear bowling alley, you think, yeah, what, what are you talking about? Playing a, a band gig at a bowling alley? No, it's a great room. Uh, I love playing there. The staff is awesome. They they brought it. We played there last April. We had such a blast. Apparently, they did, too. They brought us back. I think we'll be playing there again later on in the fall. But join us tonight. We're going to be uh, shooting some pictures and some video. We'd love to have as many of our closest friends as we can turn out there tonight. Let's just say that. Uh, anyway, 651-289-4488. Uh, 
So let's <sighs> cancel culture has been the subject of, of a lot of uh, barbering back and forth lately. There's the idea that anything that in, bothers you, you can be shouted down and bullied out of existence uh, if, if enough of people on your side team up against them, gang up and bully them undercover. Now, by the way, it while the, the left has institutionalized and weaponized cancel culture, as see also the Dane County District Attorney who, who enforced its cancel culture with SWAT teams and armed raids early in the morning combined with gag orders to prevent people from going to the media, not that the media in Madison would ever set, lift a fist against the, uh, the, the Democrat government. Uh, it happens on the right as well. Without the SWAT teams, naturally. But I remember the Dixie Chicks. I mean, yes, Natalie Maines, like a lot of artists or self-proclaimed artists, said something objectionable about President George W. Bush, which got country radio to pretty much shut uh, the Dixie Chicks down. It's a shame. Say what you will about Natalie Maines' idiot politics. I mean, she's like a lot of other musicians. Uh, her politics are naive and trite. But they had some great music. I mean, even if you don't like country-western music, it's some great music. I do like a lot of country-western. By the way, check out the uh, the PBS series Country Music, uh, Ken Burns' latest documentary. It's great. It's really good. If you're not a country-western fan, you, you will find the parts you like. I guarantee it. Anyway, so so both sides participate, although only one side has SWAT teams and guns with which to participate in it. And by the way, red flag laws are fully expected to be a part of cancel culture. The local anti-gun movement has already promised to use any red flag law that gets passed in Minnesota to go after activists with Second Amendment groups. Anyway, to talk about an actual episode that is currently in the news, a guy in Des Moines named Carson King became famous for photobombing ESPN broadcasts with a send me beer money sign. He put up a Venmo address. He made a ton of money. He made a lot of money. And he turned, by the way, that fame as a, as a photobomber and video bomber into a couple million dollars in donations for Iowa Children's Hospital. Uh, by the way, he did buy one and exactly one case of beer with the proceeds of that massive donations. The rest of it... I think something to the tune of $1.7 million uh, went to Iowa Children's Hospital. Anheuser-Busch, by the way, matched the donations, turning what basically started as a photobomb prank into kind of a cash cow for the hospital. And the Des Moines Register, uh, a, a reporter, uh, did a profile on Mr. King. Uh, and he couldn't resist pointing out in his profile that King who's, by the way, in his mid-20s, back in his teens at age 16, wrote an objectionable tweet. By the way, not even original. It was a quote from a Comedy Central show called Tosh.0, which is basically a laboratory of objectionability designed for junior high kids to feel transgressive. It's funny, deeply offensive, but funny, and designed for junior high kids to pass along to feel like they're kind of breaking the rules and big people now, which Mr. King did at age 16. Des Moines Register reporter wrote about these this, this tweet, this single tweet when Mr. King was 16 years old, which caused Anheuser-Busch to sever its ties with Mr. King. Well, public reaction was not amused. The Des Moines Register's reporter 
uh, editor rather laboriously disclaimed any responsibility for her and her fellow gatekeepers' malfeasance in the issue. Uh, and claimed, by the way, that well, yeah, some some charitable uh, campaigns are a bunch of scams, and, and our reporting does protect you, the public, from them. Except there is not the faintest indication that Mr. King. Uh, was scamming anyone. In fact, it's quite well known all the money got to Iowa Children's. So she's not wrong. Exposing scammers is kind of what we used to expect for the mainstream media to do. Thing is, they found no scam. They found a 16-year-old kid being a 16-year-old kid, quoting him from a show designed for 16-year-olds when he was 16. I'm going to just go out on a limb here and guess the register's editor is a child-free cat lady whose only contact with teenagers is at a Starbucks drive-thru. Anyway, by the way, today's show had this on this morning, reported uh, the Des Moines Register's editorial staff went back and forth and back and forth trying to decide whether to, to, to post this reference to this tweet. Anyway, after all that, it turns out that the register reporter, a fellow named Aaron Calvin, had a little Twitter history himself with a Twitter feed full of the kind of things that normally would come from the likes of, I don't know, Minnesota DFL Communications, Dweeb William Davis, Mr. Guillotine. You remember him. The Register fired Calvin, by the way, earlier this week, which, by the way, is a fall he deserved to take. But in a just world, eh, he'd have taken down every single editor involved in this travesty, basically doxing someone for being a 16-year-old idiot. In other words, for being a 16-year-old. So, non-scam fundraiser, noble cause, if not canceled, at least sidetracked. By the way, Mr. King is showing admirable pluck, dare I say defiance, in the face of this, in the face of this reputational lynching, and he's still carrying on raising the money. As far as Mr. Calvin, five will get you ten, he pops up at the city pages. He's kind of got that cut to his jib. Anybody's canceled... But the idiot editors who are as close to poster children for the mainstream media as you can find these days. Unless it's a Democrat politician. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. See you next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so, and then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best $19.95 you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. And it was here in Jerusalem, some 2,000 years later, that the soldiers of Israel spoke three immortal words. The Temple Mount is in our hands. The Temple Mount is in our hands. Is in our hands. 
Indeed, the third temple that the Antichrist will defile could be rebuilt any day. All the elements are being prepared. The high priests are readying. The nations of the world have been invited to recent ceremonies. Shouldn't our churches be talking about this momentous event? Even though the church is absent during the tribulation, the stage is being set, and we are a privileged generation to be watching the signs of the times. Look up now and know that our redemption draws nigh. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Hey, this is Nick Hall from the Pulse Movement in the Twin Cities, and I am a proud parent of a kindergartner at Heritage Christian Academy. You know, we were really just looking for a school that we could feel like our kids are being poured into, that they are learning and growing in their faith, that they're being challenged. Uh, but also given opportunities uh, to be a young leader. And we really see Heritage doing a great job with that. We also really value the community. Um, Parents and families really know each other and love each other. And so it's not just a school. It's really being a part of a family. Uh, The principals, you know, they greet you at the door every day. They know everybody by name. It is really an incredible place. Heritage Christian Academy of Maple Grove serves students from 3 years old to 12th grade. For more information about joining the Heritage Christian Academy family or to schedule a tour, visit heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.